When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, how's it going? So in the new novel, From a Certain Point of View, there are many chapters regarding many of the characters from the fifth Star Wars film. One in particular is the chapter called Disturbance by Mike Chen and narrated by Sam Witwer himself in the audiobook. This chapter blew my mind. It's in regards to the scene where Vader kneels before Palpatine to only learn that his master had sensed a great disturbance in the Force. It gives a ton of backstory on what Palpatine was doing right before this moment. So there are massive spoilers in this. If you want to read the book, then turn away from this video. But if you don't mind, then I'm going to get right into it. I'm not going to read from the book verbatim, because I just want you guys to read it for yourselves. It's actually a really, really cool scene. So let's explain the excerpt, and then we can talk about it a little bit. So the scene takes place within tens of minutes, I believe, before the scene where Sidious tells Vader that the son of Skywalker lives. He actually taps into Vader's mind and emotions before this, and sees the entire dream that Vader has. Now, in the comics, Vader actually knows that Luke is his son, because Boba Fett tells him after actually fighting with Luke on Tatooine, when Luke went back to Obi-Wan's hut to grab his journal. Anyways, this book describes everything so extremely detailed, and it's got to be the coolest fanfiction that I've ever seen in canon. The audiobook itself was as if I was watching a movie, just listening. Now, you can also find a piece of this excerpt of this chapter on SoundCloud if you don't have the audiobook, so I'm going to post it down below. It's about seven minutes of 25 minutes of the whole thing, and it's posted by Penguin Random House themselves, so I'll link it below and you guys can check it out. Essentially what happens is Palpatine sees himself in the third person. He taps into this vision, or dream rather, as if he's watching himself from the corner of a room as a hooded figure walks through the doors and beheads two royal guards. As he walks up to Palpatine with his crimson red blade, illuminating all around him in red, except for his face, he approaches Sidious, and Sidious walks up to him too. Palpatine, as he watches, says this figure is very stoic. He is like the perfect Sith of legend, power emanating from its very breath. As the figure neared further, he noticed it was actually a young man, not an old wizard like Dooku, not covered in demonic tattoos like Maul, and not a lumbering clash of organic and mechanical like Vader. The man then force choked Sidious, to which at this point Palpatine watching the vision saw that it was himself that this young man was fighting. Now Sidious, who we're going to refer to as in the vision and Palpatine watching the vision, Sidious found it hard to retaliate, as he extended his own hand to emit force lightning, to which he did. However, it was distracted and it danced all around the entire room not efficient Sith Force lightning that Palpatine was known for. Palpatine noticed that Sidious was actually being bested and overpowered. This is the first time that we see Sidious being beaten 
so easily. And of all things, being force choked. I mean, we've seen that in the comics with Vader force choking Palpatine for brief moments, but he always breaks the power that Vader is putting on him. But in this scenario, Sidious is completely bested. A door opens and through it walked none other than Anakin Skywalker, who throws his lightsaber hilt to the Emperor, spinning through the air until it was held mid-air before the Emperor, finally igniting and inching towards Sidious. The lightning striking the walls, fixtures in the room, it describes everything as shaking and just this unbelievable amount of energy that was being emanated from the Emperor at this point. To be honest, it really reminded me of episode one of the Vader fan film, where Sidious was actually holding the lightsaber that was being thrown to him, and he was having a really tough time as it was inching closer and closer towards his face. But of course, as here in the story, it just seems much more grandiose with Anakin and Luke, and Sidious actually losing. And this is really where everything starts to turn in the story, where Palpatine, or Sidious, I should say, is starting to be completely overpowered. The lightning strikes everywhere, except hitting its main target. Palpatine finally falls to his knees, and the fight goes on as the voice of Anakin tells the young boy to do it. Which I thought was really ironic since when Palpatine told him those very words, it was to kill Dooku, and now Anakin used the same words to order the young man to kill Sidious. The saber ignites through the Emperor, killing him once and for all. The hooded young man kneels and removes his hood to reveal himself as Luke Skywalker. So here it was Vader's dream of Anakin Skywalker, you know, training his son, Luke, to overthrow the Emperor. And this was Vader's plan when he told Luke on Bespin that Luke could join him and overthrow him. Now in this vision, continuing on from this point, Anakin had the same look as Revenge of the Sith. And Sidious sees this when he's looking through Anakin's eyes at this point and sees Anakin walk to some sort of reflection and sees himself. And he thinks to himself, no respirator and even wearing his dark brown Jedi robes, which actually angered him. The only difference that he saw here from Revenge of the Sith Anakin and now was the red lightsaber instead of his blue one hanging from his belt. This is Anakin Skywalker that fans have wanted to see in fan fictions ever since Revenge of the Sith. This is basically what would have happened if Anakin had beaten Obi-Wan overthrown the Emperor, and lived with Padme. As we're gonna see in a minute here, Padme actually shows up. And then of course gone on to train his son. Well, I guess actually he wouldn't have overthrown- it's a weird dream. It's a, it's a weird dream where I guess Vader turns back into Anakin, and you guys will see in a minute. None of it was actually a vision, and it all starts out with Palpatine thinking that it was, until he realizes that Anakin is actually not using a respirator at all. And once he sees that, he starts laughing to himself and thinking that, okay, this is just one of Vader's dreams. Which really just shows how sadistic and evil he really is to even just laugh at Anakin like this. And in the end, he actually, as you guys will see, he actually says that the heart of Anakin Skywalker is burning furiously within Vader, and it always has, and always will be. So as Sidious continues to push further, or I should say, as Palpatine continues to push further, he saw Anakin and Padme together with their son, Luke. In the dream, Anakin refers to his son as Luke, and Palpatine watches everything, as he sees Anakin and Luke looking up at Star Destroyers above them, affirming his empire, the most powerful fleet in the galaxy, as ion drives turned on and all ships blasted into hyperspace. Now Palpatine for the first time felt intrigued. The book explains how he had let go of his emotions many moons ago, as he was far above them. But this time, in a long time, he was genuinely entertained and interested, and therefore he summoned Vader before him via Hollow, only to see him appear before him, kneeling 
as he said the line from Empire, There is a great disturbance in the Force. This chapter in the book was by far one of my favorites. It just ties everything in so well. And to show this fanfiction in canon is mesmerizing to think of, and a fanfic that I'd actually really like to create. Now, Anakin Skywalker watching his son, or encouraging his son to beat the Emperor, is something that I think a lot of fans have always fantasized about. The question is, would Luke be strong enough to kill the Emperor like this? Now, in the chapter, it explains how Luke would rise above Vader to see the true potential of his bloodline over his father's final death. And that's Palpatine's actual plan when he basically tells Vader that there is a great disturbance in the Force. His whole plan was to actually turn Luke against Vader, as we know, and to take his father's place at the Emperor's side. Now, I don't think Luke would be ready at this point to fight the Emperor in this dream. At the end of Empire, Luke couldn't even beat Vader, let alone do any of that stuff to the Emperor, so this would take years and years of secret training. It's pretty much like a Starkiller fanfiction, to be honest, and the fact that Sam Witwer is voicing it, it just, I don't know, it just, I don't even know if they tried to do this or not, but it just kind of gives me a little bit of a, a fan service sort of feel like, hey, if that's what you guys are trying to do, I see ya. Thanks. So I do think it would require a year or two of proper Sith training to rival the Emperor so easily the way that he did. Then again, it's just Vader's dream, so it doesn't really mean anything. Another thing that stuck out to me was that Palpatine mentions Vader has the fiery heart of Anakin Skywalker, further proving that Anakin never left Vader, just as we saw closer and closer to the end of Return of the Jedi. Now I think this excerpt is one of the first showcases of Palpatine's affirmation that the son of Skywalker, if turned, would truly be the Anakin Anakin Skywalker that he never got. For all those years that he worked on turning Anakin to the dark side, you can surely imagine how disappointed he was when he lost to Obi-Wan and just became, you know, a shadow of the man that he could have been. Something else I'd like to talk about is how Anakin tells Padme that he can overthrow the Emperor. Now when he says this, he stutters, and I believe George made Hayden Christensen stutter in this scene to really portray that Anakin almost doubts if he could overthrow the Emperor. Now there's no doubt that he could. He definitely could eventually, you know, peak power. But at this point, he was still just a baby Sith. He just turned to the dark side, you know, a few hours ago, let alone going up and fighting the Emperor of the Galaxy. It just wouldn't happen. But I do believe that with at least maybe six more months, or maybe a year even, uh, at the most, of Sith training, I think Anakin could have overthrown the Emperor. But to be really sure, I'd give it, you know, several years and Anakin would learn all that he needs to learn in the dark side, truly, truly maximize his power and his potential, and then overthrow the Emperor, no problem. Kind of like what we saw here. Something else that I've seen mentioned is that Luke in Legends is really a portrayal of Starkiller's powers, or vice versa. Starkiller's powers are really a portrayal of what Luke's full potential would have been like. And it only makes me think that Anakin would have been stronger than all of them if he never had burned up and never lost to Obi-Wan. So by far, this was probably, I think, my most favorite chapter of the book. Another chapter really goes over Yoda seeing Luke for the first time from afar before he actually went up to him on Dagobah. And he thought how he really was a lot like his father, but at the same time wasn't once he started talking to him and saw that he had a mixture of his father and his mother a little bit in there. But I will tell you one thing about that chapter, and again, spoilers, he actually was thinking that Leia was supposed to be the one that he was going to train, and he had actually hoped for that. Anyways, let me know what you guys think about this canon fan fiction. This is pretty cool. Written by Mike Chen and narrated by Sam Witwer in the audiobook. I hope you guys will pick this one up or check it out. 
I'm going to cover a lot more from it because there's a lot of really cool stories from The Empire Strikes Back. Have a great day. Until the next video, remember, the Force will be with you always.